Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Surviving Sister Wives contains adult content that may not be suitable for Latter-day Saints or sinners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to Surviving Sister Wives, the podcast where a monogamous couple drink heavily while recapping Sister Wives on TLC. I'm Corey. And I'm Carly. And this is episode six, an awkward Valentine's Day. Super awkward. Probably the most awkward Valentine's Day I've ever experienced. And that's saying a lot. Well, I'm glad it wasn't with me. Yeah. For TLC's episode description, we have Cody pushes the idea of building one big house, but the sister wives are divided. Then it's Valentine's Day, a very awkward holiday for a polygamist. Lastly, at Cody's birthday party, Mariah and her girlfriend show up with a major announcement. It's very structured, very chronological. I really appreciated that they used lastly um, in something that was three sentences long. Right, like they were just drudging their way through this entire sentence. Are you going to be able to get the ice out of there? No. Okay. (laughs) I'll stop touching this. (laughs) Do you want to hear my episode description? I would love to hear your episode description. (laughs) The family debates knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. (laughs) Robin demands space for her own home forge. Mm. Cody gets a side gig as a delivery driver for 1-800-Flowers. Mariah forgets to tell Mary about her engagement. Whoops. This episode was super top-heavy, in my opinion, Uh, just taking notes. What do you mean by that? I mean, (laughs) taking notes, the first 30 minutes felt like forever. That's because we debated a door for 30 minutes. But there was still so so many notes that I had to take just around that one door, let me tell you. Yeah, before we get to that, I have a PSA for the entire internet. Oh, please share. This is a very important topic. It's an epidemic. Christine's name is Christine, not Not Christina. Christina. Just want to clarify that before we proceed. 
because the Cody misspelling, Cody with a C, I've seen that too. That's more of an honest one. But Christine and Christina, that's different names, right? Oh, completely different names. I don't understand. I've never heard anybody put an A at the end of her name. But I just want to make sure that we got it straight. That was just a little vent session I had to have. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. It it had its time and its place. I'm glad you didn't bring it up during Christmas or anything. Let's go ahead and let's go ahead and jump right into the episode here because block one is just some more deja vu. It's rehashing this biggie housey. We're here talking about this house. We're still here talking about this house. Once again, if you think about the timeline, this conversation started. I mean, we were listening to Cody talk about it before the wives even were introduced to the idea. So we're talking pre-Christmas. At this point, it's his birthday. So it's mid-January. And then we fast forward to Valentine's Day. It's mid-February. Still going. This is still all they have Yeah. to create content for the show. And spoiler alert, next week's preview, they're still talking about it. So get ready. This We're just going to be scratching the surface apparently this week. <laughs> There's so much more to talk about. So much more. There are so many options. Honestly, so Mary looked real pissed on the couch this week. And this is something that everybody's made an observation about. It's hard not to be. I'd be pissed on that couch, too. She looks pissed. She looks bored. She's looking at the ground. She's not engaged in the conversation. I'm feeling Mary because I'm so fucking tired of talking about this house that that's what I would be doing, too. She's like bored out of her skull. Yeah, at this point in the game, we are way too deep. Into one house territory now. But that's where all their chips are. That's They're all in on Biggie Housey and full steam ahead. So speaking of, we start out with learning that all of the houses are finally on the market. A lot's happened in the Super Bowl break these, two, <laughs> these past few weeks here. The past two weeks. Thank God they finally got around to that. Thank God. It only took six months. Uh, Janelle, update, is no longer the real estate agent. Just want to point out that I called that a while mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. And the new agent has also recommended that they reduce the prices on the houses because the market has changed significantly in the past six months, which is just perfect timing for them. Always. Yeah. So Cody's over waiting for the wives to ask him about the biggie housey again. They haven't brought it up. So he's bringing them all together to force them to talk about it. Not only that, yeah, he's he's getting ready here in the living room. He's firing up his laptop for some more Biggie Housey presentation because, goddammit, he paid for that subscription for Office 365 and he'll be <laughs> goddamned if he isn't going to get his money worth out of it just in PowerPoint alone. So he kicks off the presentation recounting that Christmas discussion didn't go so well. Didn't go great. Yeah. Wasn't wasn't really widely accepted. This one isn't really getting off to too hot of a start either. He's having some technical difficulties, it seems like, connecting the PowerPoint to the TV that he's trying to display on, where he's getting all caught up on magnification settings on the TV. I don't know. That was all weird. You'd think he'd be a pro at this by now. Right. He's done this. He's given this presentation multiple times now. He should have this this first step under under his belt. Safely. I guess he'd feel more confident if he just had the easel and the foam boards again. Oh, he's definitely more more comfortable with physical props. He's Absolutely. a foam core. <laughs> <laughs> he's a foam core board guy. A hundred percent. Yeah. It, when he steps in front of a screen and he just starts saying "enhance, enhance, enhance," 
and it's not doing what he tells it to do. He gets confused. And then he gets nervous. He gets flustered, which, I mean, is fair enough. So Cody's Cody's then talking about he needs to get his wives on board with this idea because um, just imagine, imagine this one big house, this beautiful house. Can you imagine Christmas in this house? Can you imagine Robin's creepy angels hanging everywhere in this house? So much room and such an easy environment that my kids come home all the time. Can you imagine my family actually wanting to be around me? There's not enough space in the world, Cody. There's not enough space in the world. So yeah, this is when, while the fumbling about, this is when Robin decides to announce. Right before Cody's about to step on the gas and go full bore on this presentation yet again, Robin (laughs) just throws the wrench Right in there. Yeah, she steals that spotlight. Ooh, taking that thunder. And announces that she has a contract after only a few weeks on the market. Two weeks on the market? A fucking overachiever. (sighs) I can't believe it. That's insane. Apparently no one else in the family was aware that she's not only had an offer on the house, but negotiated it. Countered. Countered. And they accepted. Had them accept it, and that they're now in contract. So it should should be finalized by the end of the month. Excellent, but what happened to being one family? Remember that a few episodes oh ago? God. Who's giving the whiplash now? I got freaking whiplash. Flipping oh, whiplash. Flipping wish. <laughs> got flipping whiplash. I can't even say She's it. She's giving me flipping whiplash. Robin, you're giving me flipping whiplash. There it is. Of course, she gets to be the hero of the family. Right? Selling, selling the first house in the two weeks on the market. She's just got that dumb Robin luck. <laughs> Pan to Mary. <laughs> Absolute. Grumpy cat expression <laughs> on the this couch. This is the first shitty face that we see of her for the episode. So unamused. Yeah, we got to get a counter going for that. So unamused. Not having any of this. Not having it. Christine hides her disdain for Robin like a champ, though. She does. She even says, I'm very happy for her. We want her house to sell. But I'd really love it if my house would sell do, as well. Do I wish it was my house? Absolutely. Absolutely. After six months, not even a nibble. I don't know if you've ever seen pictures of the backyard in Robin's house. I haven't. It was done to the nines. Ooh. All t- all kinds of kids' playground equipment. Okay. Like, it was pimped out. Okay. So if I had my choice of the four houses in the cul-de-sac and I had some kids... I probably would pick her house. And confirm that it's not a radioactive dump site. Right. Yeah. Make sure she didn't leave any of those Christmas angels in the attic. Scare the shit out of you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nobody's ready for that. Yeah. Not ready to have an exorcism. So (laughs) So then Robin starts to realize, well, it just makes... Selling the house is great. It just makes this whole decision seem very final because now there's... There's no going back to the cul-de-sac. That's it. There's no going back to Vegas. No parachute. There's no, nothing. No going back to this place that they loved. They're now officially stuck in Flagstaff. And I do like Cody's analysis of how Robin's house was able to sell so quickly. The right family saw the right matchup and wanted that house. So basically they lucked out and found a buyer that was even more impulsive than they are. And then they just dumped that thing on them. So worked out great. Cody has to explain the floor plan again, as if that is what's holding everyone back. Mary has a very common wife complaint. It's not big enough. Oh, g- terrible. No? Oh, the living room. No, the living room's not big enough is what I mean. That was her first reaction, though, that she was willing to divulge in front of the cameras. 
And Christine's very complimentary. She tells him how beautiful the house is. She's pointing out things that she likes aesthetically before she goes ahead and bashes it. Oh, yeah. Cue the Christine hair flip and shrug. <laughs> I'm loving her this season. Yeah, this is great. This is this is prime Christine time, and it's everything I wanted it to be. She's my girl. I'm rooting for her. So move from Christine and her sassiness to Robin and her sob story. Saul takes after Robin. He thinks that Cody is going to move into his own house. Honestly, we all kind of thought that from the talks that he, yeah, from Christmas well, Eve. So they finally call him out on referring to the house as his. Mm-hmm. Thank God we finally got to that because that was really annoying everybody who was watching these episodes. Yes, it was Christine and Robin more so doing the pointing out of constantly referring to it as my house. That's my the house, my living room, my kitchen, it's my weird. this, my that. It's weird. It It is very not, possessive of this house. You're not two years old. No. It's not <laughs> no. cute. It's not cute. So then he tries to explain it away by saying he wants them to feel welcome to live in his house, which didn't make it any better. And then Christine snaps back with, I don't know if I want to live in your house. Yeah, Christine finds that first chink in the armor, talking about the design stuff, because he was like, well, you can change the design stuff as needed. Christine's like, let's figure out if we're actually going to live in this house Live in this house before we talk step about Step one. See, this is Cody's problem. He jumps to like step six mm-hmm. and f- forgets the entire beginning process, like the base steps. Let's make sure that everybody's in agreement that we think about the pros and the cons, maybe even before we open our mouth and start suggesting it to other people and getting them on board. He had to jump into the design stuff and explaining that that can be changed because Robin didn't understand that she was looking at CGI and that it wasn't actually furniture that they purchased and that he took pictures of yet. So he had to go into that, hey, don't get too tied up on white stuff things in the house cody's in there like dragging it into microsoft paint with the paint bucket just just dropping colors into the couch clicking on oh and oh man it spread all the way up the wall damn oh (laughs) undo 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 robin's like see see how dirty how quickly it gets cody look look at it this is awful (laughs) white 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 couches white walls cody the older kids like the Biggie Housey because they didn't like having to drive from house to house when they came to Flagstaff for Christmas. And they expressed that they liked Vegas better because they were all closer. It was easy in the cul-de-sac. Of course it's easier. Yeah, you all get to park the car on the street. You drive there once and then you can walk between the houses. That's great. Flagstaff? 15 to 30 minute drive? I guess they don't really understand what they were complaining about because everybody gathered at different houses together throughout the day. Yeah. It wasn't like they all spread out and they didn't spend Christmas or Christmas Eve together. They did. It was Christine's, then then Mary's, Mary's, then Robin's. Yeah. Because Janelle's house is too small. Yes. Yeah. This is where the presentation is taking place right now, too. I believe it's Janelle's. Oh, is it? I didn't even pick up on that. I think so. They were in such a small room. It's a very small room. The front door's right there. You're in the living room as soon as you come in. Huh. Yeah, Janelle had to sit on like the fireplace ledge. Yes. Not enough seats for the five of them. Not enough seats for the rest of the family for Christmas. Forget it. Yeah, forget that. (laughs) I had a note for 
how fucking perceptive Cody is. This is the first time he's realizing that Christine is not into this big house idea. (laughs) I love that this presentation took place on Christmas Eve. We're now sometime in January, and he hasn't picked up on the fact that literally nobody has asked about the house again since then. Nope. No no looking at plans. No editing. It's not... Architectures, schematics, and blue blueprints. It was not well-received, Cody. But he's still, he's still bringing it home. Yeah, so like you said, this is the first time that he's picking up on the fact that Maybe Christine doesn't like it. Cody gazes at the slideshow with great concern. Mid-presentation. It's it's not going well this time either. There's, he's meeting opposition now. He looked like a deer in headlights. Like, he truly had no idea. No clue. Christine doesn't want to live in big house? <laughs> no big? No big house? No biggie housey? Smaller house? What? That doesn't sound like her. So things aren't going well. And now he has to break the news to them that the county won't allow multifamily dwellings to be built out on that property. So in order to meet the codes to build, they can only have one entrance to the Biggie Housie. Single entrance, single family home, single entrance. And now anyone who is even considering this, aside from Janelle... Their head just explodes. Yeah. Because Janelle was openly for it. I'm 100% in. Even she kind of starts to think about the fact that they can only have one door at first. Spoiler alert. We're going to spend a lot of time talking about There's this a lot door. Of talking about this door. Also, things I want to point out. You should probably understand what you're able to build on a piece of property before you spend $800,000 to buy it. Not much you can do about it. We learned that apparently the one-door situation hasn't gone over well for other Plague families that they know. Christine, Robin, and Mary are all not fans of the one-door. Janelle really doesn't care. She wants to know why they would even be watching. Like, why are you concerned that there's one door? Are you going to stand at the door all night? Like, why is that a big deal? Ain't nobody got time for that. And she does point out... It's really not that different from the cul-de-sac. Like, if you wanted to stand and look out your windows or your front door and stare at the rest of the doors of the cul-de-sac, you could have done that, too. She never had an interest to do that. That's why she never did that. But you could have, technically. So now Cody unrolls the blueprints as if that's somehow going to help us accept the one door. And we see that Janelle and Mary's staircases have mysteriously materialized that were missing when we reviewed the the original blueprints on the television. Mary did suggest that everyone should get elevators. She did. That was one of my favorite parts. So, you know, Mary is just living that life, that elevator life now in her rental, and she can't give it up. So not only does she want one elevator, she's saying we should just throw four elevators in this bitch We can just go right down to the garage, come out through there. Load it up. Which, I mean, I guess that's a solution. Yeah, because Cody didn't want to give up. He didn't, his main concern was staircases. Too many staircases would eat into the living space, which I'm assuming he's talking about his living space at that point. The shared living space. Oh, yeah. He's not giving up his space. No, his house. No. Not to make it more functional. No, 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 no. Too many stairs, too many, too much cost associated with building four sets of stairs all the way down to the garage. I mean, you're losing the 
total cost effectiveness of building this one biggie housey. One thing that doesn't make sense to me, like there's no loophole to get around this. Like they couldn't build back doors on the house. No, I mean, this is a, a big house with like a beautiful view of the mountain that we've had to see. They can't have multiple sliders or French doors or something on the back of the house. They don't like shared space. <laughs> That's what that's what's being established now because then Robin starts running scenarios here too of what if we're coming home and we're in the middle of a fight or something because that's immediately where her mind goes to is oh my god what if Cody what if I'm trying to manipulate you to do something that I want I don't want the rest of the wives to hear my tactics at least she's being realistic so as you brought up Robin ever the wordsmith she's worried about the rubbing that could take place. She's all kinds of smiths in this episode. <laughs> Blacksmith, wordsmith. And Cody's shocked that his wives are actually thinking practically about the situation and imagining the realities of living in one house rather than picturing all of the holiday gatherings that happen just a few times a year. They're thinking about the everyday shit that they're going to have to put up with. So to kind of put everything into perspective here, Janelle is pretty much for it. She's all in. Christine is not into it. Nobody's really into the one single door entrance situation at all. Robin's kind of teetering back and forth. Mary has completely checked out. She's five margaritas deep. She's (laughs) not having an input in this. She's just kind of here for the vibe. She's nipping the bottle in the bathroom and coming back out. Yeah, she's got to freshen up. I did love that when they rolled out the blueprints, though, Christine and Robin had to point out to Cody that he keeps referring to this as his house, but his name isn't anywhere on the plans at all. Everywhere they pointed to, they said, yeah, this, like, look down here. It says Brown Brown family, and then even in his living room area, it just said main room. It doesn't have Cody's name on it at all. It was hilarious. It did in the PDF that he had, though. Well. You know, I am I swear he must have built those. I feel like he did that. On some generator online oh, where yeah. you can make floor plans. He probably paid $300 and like had to his. Like export it? Yeah, three, paid $300 to export it. And then that company sold off his credit card information immediately <laughs> after that, too. Robin points out that she doesn't know what it's like to live in one house together. So she can't really offer an educated opinion. Which, but bravo, here come, Robin. But here comes her opinion. <laughs> Robin can't comprehend where this is coming from with Cody's need to have his own space. And he keeps talking about his own space. And she keeps trying to explain that he has his space in each of the houses. There's space that's made for him by each wife. So it's kind of weird that he's saying that he doesn't have this at all when it is something that exists in all four of the wives' houses. If it's a polygamist man disease, I don't know, I don't get it, was what she said. She hates MySpace. (laughs) Janelle really wants that organic flow back. She liked living in the one home in Lehigh. Lehigh! (laughs) She says that it's, they feel like it's, she feels like they're a different family. Living in one house under one roof creates a different kind of bond. That's true. I could see that. It's it is much more organic for just everyday interaction and I can understand up. like the psychological aspect of it as well. Being like, under the same roof, yeah. Like Mary feeling like she's part of the family and feeling like 
she has other kids to care for, not just now that Mariah's left that she's an empty nester. Right. Like, that's a big part of this. And and the thing that's kind of mind-boggling is they all agreed to come into this marriage with the understanding that they were going to be a family. If we hearken back to the old opening, Christine says, I wanted the family, not just the man. And yet now it seems like they don't want the family. It also seems like Cody just sucks at this. Like if you're going to live in one house, you need to have a schedule. Yeah, I think scheduling could solve a lot of their problems. Like everyone needs to know when ex- when to expect their time with him. You got to know the play. That's what it comes down to. And like things can change, but Mary points out that in the cul-de-sac, they were close together. But, you know, unless you got up off your ass and you left your house, you didn't spend time together. And she didn't do Duh. that. She didn't do that. <laughs> she didn't do that. Don't sign Nobody her Nobody else did that. But, you know, she didn't do it because nobody else did. So. Because somehow she has to still be the victim of it. It seemed like I, th- I liked how during this nice walk down memory lane that everybody was taking that Robin had like no recollection that she lived in the cul-de-sac either. <laughs> Yeah. I was trying to she, figure she out. She was like, I don't know. I can't really give an opinion because I haven't lived. I haven't lived in I the house. I haven't lived either way. I haven't lived anywhere. <laughs> I haven't lived in the house. I haven't existed. And exist- I haven't lived in my own house. I haven't existed in human form in a while. Uh, you're going to have to run it by me. I was trapped in the spirit of one of my ugly angel Christmas decorations. <laughs> and then it shattered and let my essence out. So now I've taken my true form. But I've been set free. Uh, yeah, I I was just so confused where she was. She kept referring to it. Obviously, she doesn't know the one house living situation. She has never experienced that. But then she kept asking, "Well, how would it be better than Vegas?" And it's like, "Well, you lived in Vegas. You know the you know the positives and the negatives that go along with living in separate houses in a close vicinity, at least." Right. Robin's just agreeing with everybody. She's kind of being swayed always at this point. And she's just waiting for Cody to tell her what her opinion should be. I think that is exactly it to a T. I think she's taking advantage of the fact that she can play Switzerland right now. Like she is trying to be neutral and act like she doesn't have an opinion set in one direction because she doesn't want to piss off her sister wives. She's seeing that there's a split that's naturally occurred. Christine's a hard no. Janelle is a hundred percent for sure ready to do this. Mm-hmm. Mary is a maybe. Mary is Mary is hard to read because she is liquored up. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, if Robin is Switzerland, Mary is like Mars. <laughs> Mary she, is not even Mary is not, not of this world. This earth. Yeah. Not of this world. Mary is not of this world. <laughs> no longer. But again, kind of weighing the pros and cons and going through these different living scenarios, it was brought to their attention that there's even a, a rift that's coming, not only the split between the wives' opinions, but also amongst the kids. The, the older kids. The, the younger yeah. kids here now in Flagstaff don't want to be here. They want Vegas. And they for sure don't want the Biggie Housey. They for sure don't want the Biggie Housey. But the older kids that they're quantifying as older kids who did live all together in Utah under one roof, they're for it. The main the main point of that being Janelle was getting emotional because she was saying that 
she sees a, a much tighter bond between their older kids, too, right, versus the younger kids. Right, because they all grew kids. up in one house Because they together. all grew up in one house. But let's think about that for a minute. Maybe your older kids just have better bonds because you guys were a better family back then, and you right. didn't have so much trauma and turmoil on a daily basis. That well, could have been it. Not just that you were living physically under one roof. And there were less kids overall. It was a smaller family. Easier to maintain those relationships. The concern that Christine brings to the table is that a lot of the kids are concerned that they won't get one-on-one time. Quality. It's hard to be heard when you're in a house full of a ton of people. And they get to experience that when they all get together. And they like having that one-on-one quality time with both of their parents. Especially Christine's kids. They're more soft-spoken and reserved Already? Oh, yeah. Truly, it seems like she's very soft-spoken and sensitive. Yes. And kids like that tend to have a harder time getting attention when they're in a big group of big personalities, which Absolutely. a lot of their family is. All the time. Yeah, 24-7. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Now again, Cody is completely overcome with emotion and shock Mm. that he's getting all kinds of feedback now, the feedback that he asked for, but it's not going in his favor. So he just laments that all he wanted was for them to just say, wow. And so Mary appeases him and says, it is a wow. It's a wow. And it's a maybe. Mm. It's, (laughs) It's also the last thing that Mary needs right now in her life. We all know that her relationship with Cody is rocky, to say the least. And as she stated a few episodes ago, it's not proceeding as quickly or effectively as she had hoped for. And one of the main things that she always struggles with is seeing Cody be affectionate with the other wives. So put them all under one roof with one door, you're going to have nothing but problems. I think if there was not the one door problem, Mary was on board. Yeah. Absolutely. She definitely was before the one door came up. As soon as she saw that and she thought about having to watch him come and go, and she points out the fact earlier on that if he was worried about being monitored, here you go. You shot yourself You in the just foot. did it. You done did it. We're all going to watch you come and go. Now, Cody goes into a tailspin. Oh, yeah. He's word vomiting thoughts all over the place. He's starting to think about things that he should have considered long before he ever paid someone to make blueprints. I had to write down this whole quote because it alarmed me so much when Cody said it. We've decided we're a family. The day you decide you don't want to be a family, you got to have an asset that you can sell as you move on. Was that like the plan all along? 
No, he's dancing around the topic of divorce that now he's it's suddenly dawned on him that the one Biggie Housie creates some problems realistically for if one of the wives decides that they don't want to be in this marriage anymore. What is it that you're going to leave with? You're going to leave with nothing. You have no home. You have no asset to sell to take money out of. There's nothing that they can divide up. See, my initial reaction was that this was all a test to see who his most loyal wives were (laughs) and to weed out the weak ones. Only the fittest survive. Only the strongest survive. Mary volunteers as tribute. (laughs) That's how I took that. The wives were the wives were shocked. They were absolutely floored when he said that, though, because then that that shifted this whole conversation. Again, we were just thought we were having another stupid biggie housey conversation, but here we are now talking about basically, yeah, tiptoeing around. Hey, whenever you guys want to leave, that's a thing too. And it's like, whoa, what? Yeah, he's kind of realized that he's trapping them here by building this one house, right? And Robin tells us that she respects Cody because, you know, she's gone through divorce, if you didn't know. So now we go from divorce to death. And Cody points out... (laughs) Four weddings and a funeral. Cody points out that if he dies, how are they going to be able to afford this house? And Janelle makes a joke about life insurance. Uh, That's a little scary for anybody who's into true crime docs. Yeah, suspicion. (laughs) That'll be exhibit A at the trial. How much, by the way... Mary's over there like, by the way, how much is that life insurance policy? How many bottles of airline tequila can I buy with this? (laughs) It turns out it's not enough to pay for this house, according to Cody. Nothing. Which is concerning when you have four families. No amount of income can pay for this lot. (laughs) Cody even surprised himself by having this fun little game of what if involving his own death as a scenario. Honestly, it's not a bad thought. You have to think through scenarios like this when you're making financial, large financial decisions or you how have, it's going to impact your family. You have 18 children <laughs> and four wives. You should be the most cautious person on the block. It's not a bad or a strange thought. It's just not a good one to bring up right now. Again, the, the trend with Cody. Inside thought for now. Let it cook a little. You know? No, he just, it just comes out of his mouth Boom. and it goes into existence and the wives are all just sitting there like staring at him as he's, he's going from talking positively about something to all of a sudden there's all these concerns coming out and mm. they don't know which way that they're supposed to be going with the conversation. So aside from the concern that they might get divorced, he might die, there's also the issue of inheritance. How does this work when it's just one house? Um, How does this work if he dies and they want to get remarried? We know that this house is never going to sell if they try to put it on the market. Who the hell is going to want to buy that or be able to afford it? Honestly, the most responsible thing for them to do is to just start digging holes and putting up headstones. (laughs) Because it's just going to be a cemetery at Coyote Pass. That's pretty much all it's good for now. So Janelle's on board. Christine's on the opposite side of the spectrum. She says that it's not personal. She just likes herself much better living in her own home, which we already knew. She wants to have control over her own environment. How many times, how many times did Christine say, it's nothing personal to my sister wives. I personally just preferred myself when I had my own house, when I was 
I felt like a confident mother. I felt like a confident, you know. She clarifies it. Made it so crystal clear. Verbalizing it. Says to the it in the least offensive way she can possibly think of. Of course, Mary feels rejected by what Christine had to say. Completely ignores Christine's explanation and reasons. She has to jump to conclusions and don't ask for clarity. Just assume. Yes, what I'm feeling that is wrong and the opposite of what I was just told. Yes, that is true. Continue feeling like that. Janelle is getting more and more frustrated as Christine becomes more forceful with her opinion on the Biggie Housie. Yeah, because Janelle keeps mentioning it's it's an impasse. We, we can't. There's no progress that's going to be made in any way, shape or form because everybody's so rooted Cody asks Robin what she thinks. She's the only wife whom he bothered inquiring for an opinion from. She still doesn't feel like she has a solid opinion. And she's kind of being swayed back and forth by the comments. It all sounds so good. So she just wants to pray on it. You know, let me pray on it. And Cody was like, oh shit, we still pray? Oh yeah, we are still religious. (laughs) That's a good idea. Let's pray on it. Oh man, we are religious. Yeah, let's, uh, sure, yeah, I guess. Um, Yeah, let's go ahead and pray on it. As, As long as it gets you guys to say yes. Go ahead and pray on it. (laughs) So Cody is just tabling the idea for now. He's not scrapping it. He asks if (laughs) the best part, he asks if anybody wants to look at the plans. And Christine, without missing a beat, is like, nah, I'm good. Nah, 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 bruh. Nah, bruh, I don't need to look at them. Nobody, nobody, nobody in a month and a half wanted to look at them, Cody. Nobody wants to look at them today. We didn't want to look at them today, but you're presenting them again today. Nobody wants to look at these. Please put them away. Everyone's like, when I close my eyelids at night, I see the blueprint in my mind. I don't need to look at it anymore. I'm generally concerned for Christine's well-being for the next couple weeks because we know that this is going to keep coming up. And she is way over it, way beyond over it. I can understand her frustration because it's like, how many more times... Do I have to just straight up say no before you get it through your head that this is a no and I'm not going to change my opinion? What's the point of living in paradise if I can't have what I need there? Ouch. And she gets really emotional. It's actually pretty sad to watch to think that she was in she must have been in such a bad place just mentally and emotionally that she's just thinking about what it could be like to have to go back there. And she's just straight up refusing. And she's not being heard. And then there's Robin. This is how we know that Cody is spending the majority of his time at Robin's house. Because they've been watching a lot of Forged in Fire. That must be it. So Robin goes ahead and explains to us how forging metal works. It's like metal. You put heat and pressure on metal. It either does one of two things. It either goes together, and now you got a picture. She's she's using her hands to show us. It either goes together, and it combines, and it gets stronger. Or it breaks apart, and you just don't know which one you're choosing. Yeah, maybe maybe Doug Markaida can show up and, and go over some of the plans with Cody if he wants to show the presentation to somebody else, too, for an extra set of eyes from Fortune Fire. These plans will kill. <laughs> We come back from commercial and they're all gathering everyone up for Valentine's Day and they're going to have fondue because they're fancy. I thought I thought they were really trying to break those 70 swinger stereotypes as polygamists. Until they broke out the fondue. But once, yeah, <laughs> I stand corrected. Everything I know about this show is a lie. They tell us that it's awkward because they don't know 
who Cody should go out with on Valentine's Day. It's or a monogamous holiday. What they should do. Love should be multiplied, not divided. Eh. Oh, quit it. Not You're going to say that Valentine's Day isn't a holiday that polygamists can celebrate? Right. It's a monogamous Bullshit. holiday. Polygamists just have to suffer through it. So instead, they do the most awkward thing possible, and they have the whole family come together in one room. Well, whose idea was that, too? Because then Janelle explains that they used to not do anything for Valentine's Day at all. Right. They straight up ignored it. Like, move along. Nothing to see here. It's not a national holiday. You don't have the day off of work. You just pretend that it's not really, it's not something you celebrate. Doesn't count. So what's the difference? But Robin just demanded to be loved publicly. So it became a holiday that they then incorporated when she joined the family. Fondue. Chocolate fondue for the whole family. So everyone's gathering at Janelle's really tiny rental. Really small. It's really small, guys. Um, And Cody walks in with four bouquets that he hands out like he's serving school lunch. And now Christine points out that she thinks it's funny that he gives them all their flowers when they're all together in front of everybody. Right down the line, handing them out, check them off. Robin, Christine, Janelle, Mary, here's your flowers. Arms distance, wave from afar. (laughs) They cut to Cody trying to give Mary her flowers. She can't even be bothered to stop her conversation and accept them. (laughs) It was so overt and unemotional that Mary didn't even realize that she was being handed flowers. I know. It was like everybody was accepting their flowers with zero emotions It was like Cody was just the 1-800-Flowers guy at the front door. And he was just like, I got, hold on, I got to go back to the truck. (laughs) I have a couple more bouquets to bring in. If you guys could just take them, find some place to put them down. Plural marriage kills romance. That's Cody's headline. According to Cody, it's bad form if another wife is watching. Yeah. General, general rule, no PDA. So that was... Right, no PDA. So cut to Robin thanking Cody for the flowers and giving him a kiss in the kitchen in front of everyone. Whoops. Not only that, but she's standing like four feet away from Mary, who's at the counter, clearly pretending that she's looking the other direction. Right. Completely aware of what's happening. She knew it was coming. I have so many problems with this scenario. I don't feel like there's any purpose to giving flowers if you're going to hand them out like it's Halloween candy. Like, I understand that a lot of people feel like Valentine's Day is a bullshit holiday, but I would think that if you're in a polygamist family, that a holiday where you celebrate your relationship and you show appreciation for your spouse, that would be even more important since you sacrifice it on a daily basis to please others. Yeah, and I don't see why it wouldn't be a reason to go out all together, even just Cody and the wives, so just the five of them, or to go out. there's seven days in a week. There are four wives. Right. You can't take them each out a night leading up to Valentine's Day, and then maybe Valentine's Day you spend all together as a family, but everybody's had their opportunity to kind of spend that one-on-one individual time together. You could give them their flowers, like... Give them a card, say personal things to them, not just like awkwardly push a gift at them and then back away as quickly as possible. Yeah, it's like feeding a tiger. (laughs) I really don't like that they didn't show any affection with the flower thing. Well, then that's where that's the point where Robin is bringing up 
hey, we need to flip the script on this because I know it's been like this for a while, even since before I joined the family. But hey, this needs to change because I like getting smooches. (laughs) So they have a debate on the couch and Robin asks them to raise their hands if they wish that that could change. So from no PDA being acceptable in front of each other to being able to express themselves that way. She gets With a good Cody. she gets a good turnout too. She does. Christine, Janelle, their hands shoot straight up. Robin's up too. Mary's a little too drunk. <laughs> She's kind of passed out. She's a little hunched, slumped over down on the end there. I forgot about her. And as that's happening, Cody is just staring right at Mary because she hasn't raised her hand. She's one foot out the one door. <laughs> so And Christine adds a caveat. That, yeah, she's cool with that on a good day. Yeah, she gets a little wishy-washy. You know, after she's had some D, she's okay with... She's good. She's okay with it. With other people getting it, yeah. You know, other days where that hasn't been the case, not so much. (laughs) Again, all all the things that Christine is listing out of where she would be uncomfortable with public affection if their relationship is not in a good way, she's basically... Calling Mary out without directly calling Mary out, in a way. I don't think that she meant to call Mary out. Not intentionally. I think that Christine has been in that place herself. Oh, yeah. It just happens to be that Mary is the one who's in that place right now. Oh, yes, she is. And so, yeah, so she explains that if you're secure in your relationship, then the physical affection between Cody and the other wives really shouldn't bother you. It's a lot easier to, yeah, to brush it aside. But she's... You know, not in a good place with Cody in their relationship. And she is feeling insecure. So Mary just bites her tongue. I'm surprised we didn't see any blood dripping down (laughs) her face, down her chin. Before we cut away to commercial there. Because that was, that was brutal. Mm -hmm. Now we got a birthday. Another holiday. From one holiday to the next. We have a birthday boy. Birthday boy. 50's the new 35. 51. Well, he said oh, 50 is the new, new 35. 35. I guess he forgot that he was turning 51. And then he remembered. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm 51. And we're at Robin's again, of course. And everyone's coming over. They're celebrating Cody's 51st birthday. They're brushing their fingers through his gray hair and making Mary more uncomfortable than she was in the last segment. You know, she she looked uncomfortable at first, but then she kind of like half cracks a smile while she's staring at the ground with her arms crossed in front of her. Like you could tell she was kind of upset with herself that she she broke her. Uh, am I trying to say her cold, dead gaze? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she broke her, she broke her gaze, her solid gaze at the floor um, and she showed some positive emotion. Damn it. Damn it. I'm so weak. (laughs) I don't know how the producers let her go through that entire... The whole episode. The whole shoot of them on the couch. And they weren't like, look, Mary, like you're getting paid to do this. So can you at least pretend? Step it up. So, oh, so that's when we shift gears from it's, I guess it's chocolate fondue for Valentine's Day. And then Cody's birthday is cheese fondue. Ew, really? I didn't see that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I had no idea that the Browns were so fondue oriented. (laughs) Did you did you know this? What kind of cheese do you think they they put in their fondue pot? American. <laughs> I was gonna say like cheddar. Gross. American. Disgusting. Like, they're not buying any like good quality fancy cheese. No, they're using craft singles. <laughs> Ew. 
Yeah, think about that. Dip away. We used to call that the dog cheese in my house growing up. Yeah, government cheese. Government cheese. That's what it is. They So they got Truly and she's just unwrapping all of those plastic squares of cheese <laughs> and dropping them in the fondue pot. And then it just... And then it doesn't really melt to liquid form. It just kind of bubbles and burns and yeah. dies in the it's pot. It's just burnt all over the bottom of the pot till next year. And squares. <laughs> Gross. Just drop them in there. Nasty. <laughs> but yeah, apparently that's a thing. Chocolate, chocolate fondue for Valentine's Day. Cheese fondue for Cody's birthday. Because we dug the fucking fondue pot out, so we're we're using it twice in one month. <laughs> so you say, just keep it on the counter for a month. Yeah, you better believe it. So this is when Christine gets to reveal the lovely Home is Where the Wives Are shirts. Yeah, she's so excited to give her troll gift. Super pumped. She's been working on this for so long. I didn't know that she made shirts. We saw her make the pillows. Yeah, I thought it was pillowcases. and The shirts were kind of cute. Yeah, the shirts were great. And then I thought, wait a minute. Is this just secretly a bid for us to all go buy these shirts? Like, is this... Are they selling these? Is merchandising Sister Wives' last ditch effort to make money on TLC? <laughs> That's what's new on my Sister Wives' closet. <laughs> They're done with jewelry. They're on to t-shirts. They finally updated the website. <laughs> They should just let Christine come up with catchy things to put on a t-shirt. Oh, yeah. So, Christine, yeah, Christine mentions that they all need to go put on their shirts. It's a surprise gift as part of Cody's gift for his birthday. Mary makes a semi-inappropriate unwrapping joke. So, I think Mary's in a good mood because in case y'all didn't know. Yeah, Mary, Mary's slipping a bottle in. She had her, she had her <laughs> flask. Well, Mary had a reason to be celebrating because for anyone who doesn't know, uh, we do not just have Cody's birthday, but Mary's birthday is the day before. Go figure. Mm -hmm. Back to back birthdays. We did not celebrate Mary's birthday. I guess they ran out of things to make fondue with. Yeah, I guess that's kind of shitty that like they made a big deal out of it being Cody's birthday, but then they didn't even say anything about Mary's birthday. Mm Mm-mm. Not a word. No. No. As a person who shares a birthday with another family member the day before my birthday, mm-hmm. we always get a shared cake. Yeah. Where was the Mary Cody cake? No. <laughs> Maybe that's why Mary was so shitty. I'd be shitty. Oh, shitty on the couch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd be shitty too because Cody gets presented with all of his gifts one by one like he's a king. So first he gets the t-shirts and the pillowcases and the pillows, whatever, then he gets a bike. Well, and it's like, Christine mentions this too, is how Cody wants basically a holiday for his, he wants his birthday to be considered almost like a holiday. Right. And he like, wants all the kids to come home for it. Not Christmas. Christmas isn't a holiday. He's not totally on it. Birthday. Yes. Just his though. That's it. He gets a big surprise for his birthday holiday. And Mariah shows up with her girlfriend, Audrey, which is a surprise to everyone including Mary. Yeah, she had no idea. No idea at all. And she's excited, but at the same time, she seems a little peeved that she didn't have any clue that Mariah was coming to visit. A little shitty. So he reads a card now. So Cody's reading his birthday card out loud, and Mariah pretends that she hears him say growing family instead of adoring family to segue into her announcement that she and Audrey are engaged. 
Surprise! Surprise! Congratulations! Here's a surprise that Mary didn't know about, and we know how she fucking loves surprises. Mariah knows her mom. Ooh, just digging that knife in deeper, knowing that it was Mary's birthday the day before Cody's, too. Couldn't be a Mary birthday surprise. It had to be a Cody birthday surprise. Mm -hmm. So now the conversation is about Mariah while they're on the couch, and Mary finally starts smiling... She joins in the conversation. This is the first time we get any participation from her in the episode. But the footage is so awkward. She's trying to get to Mariah, like making her way through the crowd. Right. And all of Mariah's siblings have just attacked her. Like they're all hugging her. They're hugging Audrey. They're excited. You know, Mary happened to be on the other side of the room, unfortunately. So... She's having a hard time getting over there, and she's just being super awkward about it, and you can tell that she's already annoyed. I want to see my daughter. Trying to get to to my daughter. Right. She didn't get to have a personal moment, which I guess you can understand. She's got one child, yeah, and she didn't know anything about the plans for the engagement. She didn't know that it actually happened, and now she's being told along with everybody else, and she's lost out on that, like, emotional moment where she gets to kind of, like hug her daughter and congratulate Audrey one-on-one. Instead, she's like trying to cut through the noise of everybody else to get over there to be like the last one who gets to do it. Absolutely. I think my favorite reaction, though, out of everyone was when Ariella was coming up to take a look at the ring. But they're asking her, yeah, hey, do you know what that means? And she just looks at, and she knows it's a ring. So she's like, yeah, yeah, it's a ring. And this queen knows exactly what it means. I know what that means kisses that ring oh yeah because she's seen the godfather you come to me on this the day of my father's birth (laughs) it was perfect (laughs) (laughs) and they're reflecting on mariah coming out um which was just a couple of seasons ago and i hadn't even i hadn't even seen that bit so that killed me because janelle's reaction was priceless just assuming that Assuming the worst. Assuming the absolute worst. She was like, oh my God, Mariah, I thought you had like cancer or something. It's really nice that they are genuinely happy and supportive. Oh, absolutely. I mean, especially the the kids. And Cody tells us that the kids, they think, don't even make the distinction in marriage. That it would come between um, members of the opposite sex versus, you know, same gender couples. But, you know, when you have four wives... Really, how can you shit on same-sex marriage? Yeah, tiptoeing around it. You're pretty close. Pretty, pretty close. Because, ex- again, explaining it to the three-year-old of, I mean, she, obviously, if you say, oh, they're getting married, she doesn't really know what that means per se. I it mean, just means, this oh. is also a child who doesn't even really understand the concept of, of marriage as we traditionally think of it. Right. Because it's like, well, there's two of you. Yeah. And she's in a family where there's five yeah. parents. There's Cody... And then four wives. None of it's normal. Yeah. No, this is all kind of like breaking the mold. Yeah. So there is no there is no definition of normal either. So I mean, yeah, it's it's no, it's fine. And it's just oh, it means that they love each other and they're gonna live together. So that's cool. Good for you. Good for you. Turns oh. out Cody has zero chill on engagements. No, he wants them to get married like as quickly as possible. Like yesterday. So can we hey, go guys, back to... How about Christmas 2018? Can we set that date? <laughs> Mariah wants to finish school before they get married. Very responsible. Because she's double majoring. She's a little busy. 
She's got some stuff going on. She's working on a few things. So she tells them that they'll probably start planning the wedding maybe next year. And then they're thinking to get married in about like three years. And like you said, Cody wants them to get married a hell of a lot faster than that. Cody takes this opportunity to mansplain a lesbian engagement to Mariah and Audrey. Where are you going with that? To where he breaks down the timeline of how long have you known each other? Three years? Ish. All Cody knows is that you meet a woman at church, you court them for a very short period of time. Six months top. In which you avoid any type of physical contact, and then you get married as quickly as possible. And impregnate shortly after. Right. So that's the timeline that he's working with here. So he's got to speed things up. Three years doesn't make any sense to him. Way too long. Way, 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 way too long. You've already known each other for three years. That's your engagement period. You're there. You're already there. So when do you want to do this? Easter, maybe? You you actually do want to set it for the future? Okay. Um, St. Patrick's Day? What's the next one? What's the next What's the next holiday we can Maybe have? the fall. Maybe the fall. It's going to be beautiful. And Mariah's like, yeah, yeah, we talked about the fall. Like, the fall three, three years from now. <laughs> There's a fall every year. There's a fall every year. As it like, turns if, out. if we miss this one, we'll get the next or one. Probably, yeah, we'll catch the next one. So if they plan on getting married in Chicago, they're going to need that three years. To save up, but... Just to book a place. If you find some place you really want, you better book that shit, like, at least two years ahead of time. Let's be honest. Cody needs the ratings. We gave up on getting married in Chicago because we didn't want to wait for a wedding venue. We did the right thing. Our engagement was only like six months, so I can't really... (laughs) Yeah, I like that we're shitting on Cody and we, we were only engaged for six months. It was six months for us because it was like, well, yeah, we've been together for a long well, time. Well, we were out of school. We, we've been That's together for a long... That's a whole other aspect of it. And we've been together for a while. We'd lived together for a little while. And it was like, yeah, like we're ready to do this. So that's fine. But putting a timestamp on other people's relationships and saying, no, if you're going to do it, just do it now. And it's like, no, not everybody works like that. And that's fine. Yeah, you can't. Cody should shut up about other people's marriages. He's got his own things that he should be concentrating on within his own four marriages. Cut to Mary. (laughs) And Maddie has to get on that surprise train. So she announces that she brought a trailer with her full of her shit. And she and Axel are going to be moving in until she's ready to meet Caleb in North Carolina. Yeah, Maddie, Maddie tries to slide in here and explain how... Caleb, the crown jewel and favored son of the Brown family, got a job out in North Carolina, so he had to move out there pretty much immediately, and she's been working on that transition out of Vegas, which the Brown family is all too familiar with, as we all know. And everyone's just like, fuck, we have to help someone move again? Mary's like, you can't use my elevator. (laughs) No. Now that they're apart again, Janelle wants to spend more time together and have long family dinners. She used to take their shared family dinners a little bit for granted, I think. You know, looking back on it, hindsight now, she didn't always cherish it for the treasure that it was. (laughs) And she points out that it was easier when they were in one house, of course. Obviously. And she's concerned that their family culture is just going to keep eroding if they choose to live in four houses versus one. They're not as close as they used to be, and it's all downhill from here. Looking at next week. They are still talking about the Biggie Housie. Guys, in this one, there is a hard 
line in the sand next week. Christina is still not interested, and Cody went to Staples for another easel and forces them to create a pros and cons list together. You got a flip chart. That was not an easel. I would love for you to go back and look at that preview again. Oh, and I saw help it. me figure out what the fuck he has that resting on. There was like a spirally iron rod. I don't know. Maybe Robin forged it out in the garage. I don't know. Um, They're going to swat it out. Swat analysis. Get ready. We're, we're, only, expect- we're only expecting strengths and <laughs> strengths. opportunities. Strengths, opportunities. It's a graveyard. Threats, Mary. <laughs> Door. One door to rule them all. <laughs> oh my god. So that will just be another edge of your seat intriguing episode. Yeah, I'm gonna keep my notes real short next week because it's all gonna be the same shit that we've already talked about for three weeks. Ugh. But if that doesn't get you excited, I don't know what will. <laughs> Have you heard the good news? You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Podbean. Thank you for listening. If you want to support us, the best way to do that is by leaving us a review on iTunes. Be sure to spread the word. Get a friend to subscribe to our podcast. I think we're still looking for one listener out in South Dakota, so if anybody knows anybody out there. We almost have listeners in all 50 states, guys. It's the last one. We had one download in Wyoming. I think it was Cody. One one lone download. Level Wyoming. And that was it. They were done. They tapped out. No hate. You do you. Maybe we offended them. That's okay. Well, thank you so much to our fellow survivors out there. You are not alone. And we'll all get through this together. You can follow us on Twitter at surviving underscore pod. Stay tuned. Share with friends. See you next week. Bye, bitches. Bye, bitches. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.